Shalom Racha, this is Chazar Shir number 8, Rebbe Siyata Deshmaya, we will finish the sugya of Sabasa, and we'll learn the sugya of Rebbe's Mugdemis and Rebbe's Mugharis. So just as a reminder, we said last week that there's an Isser of Sabasa, I'm not allowed to lend you produce for produce, lest the price in the interim goes up. So I'm not allowed to sell you, uh, lend you a bag of flour on condition that you pay me back a bag of flour, because when I lent you a bag of flour, maybe it was worth 15 shekel, and then when you're giving me back a bag of flour, it's worth 20 shekels, so there's it looks like there's going to be five, uh, five shekel of interest over here. We saw that there's four exceptions when this is mutter. Number one, a saudamim, I convert the loan right away into money. Number two, the dover muat is that the price fluctuation will be so minute and so minor that it's, uh, it's something that's, uh, that, that wouldn't make a difference. And Chazal were makel since Sabasa is just a dindur abundance, so they were makel of that. Number three is yeshlo. If I have, if let's say I'm, I'm borrowing flour from you and I have a little bit of flour, uh, so that's considered that that's allowed because it's viewed as if the flower went up in your possession, and then Yatza Ashar, if there's a set market price across the board, uh, so then it's allowed also, and the reason is because it's viewed like Yeshua, since I can go out and buy it, so it's viewed as if I, uh, I have it. So a very common question, and a very common situation of possibly violating the Isra of Sabasa is lending dollars in Israel. In Israel, the current currency is, is uh, Ishkalim. Uh, so if I lend you dollars, I'm basically lending you something that the price fluctuates. We mentioned last week already that the current currency, the, the currency in that local area is not considered uh, something that fluctuates. Rather, it's the goods that are around it fluctuate. So in America, you have dollars. In Israel, you have shkalim. And in London, you have pounds. In each one of those locations, the currency is always viewed as the constant. And it's the price of goods that go up and down based on the Based on, the, based on the currency itself, but the currency is always the constant. But when you're in Israel, for example, and here everything is uh, handled and, and all the business is done in, in Shkalim, uh, and so now the, the dollar becomes like a produce. The dollar becomes like the Sabasa, where that fluctuates in price in relationship to the, to the shekel itself. So if I lend you an Eretz Yisrael, if I lend you $100, and now let's say the, the, the shekel is, is at uh, $1, is 3.7 shekel, so that's 370 shekel. And then in the meantime, it goes up to, by the time you pay me back $100, it goes up to four shekel. So I lent you 370 shekel, really, when I gave you $100. And when you're giving me back $100, what are you really giving me? You're giving me back 400 shekels. So it's similar to a bag of flour that I gave you that cost 15 shekel. Now you're giving back to me and it costs 20 shekels. So the, it's the, 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 the dollar is viewed as the commodity that, uh, that goes up and down. And that's going to be a problem of Sabasa in, uh, in Eretz Yisrael. We saw a few possible ways that we could, uh, we could be making. Number one is you have remoshes that if the person who's receiving the loan is not a person, but rather it's a corporation that's not going to be personally uh, liable for it, so then there's no Isser of ribbis. Number two is if you make a Hatter Eskan, that's usually common with like big corporations here in Israel who you have VC companies that they want to, that they, they're taking out loans in dollars and they're repaying them in dollars, so they, they will do a Hatter Eskan included in that, they will include the price fluctuation. Number three, and this is more common with Yeshiva Bachram and seminary girls, etc., is that if we don't want to be, if it's, a, if it's a small loan and you don't want to be over the Isser of Sabasa, what you can do is Asa'udam and convert it right away into Shkalim. So let's say I lend you $100 and while we're in Israel and now the rate is, uh, is 3.7. So I tell you, listen, you owe me 370 shekel. So this works. Uh, a lot of times though, you know, seminary boys in Yeshiva Bachram don't want to do this because they want to be made whole on their dollar bills that they go back to America with. So the, the, the final um, solution, and this is the solution that works most of the time, that is the, that is the heter of Yeshul, that if you have, if you actually have at least one U.S. dollar, uh, so then, so then you're in a bank account or whatever it is. So that would be uh, that would be allowed, and that would be uh, that would be permitted because it's viewed as if the dollars go up in in the possession of the of the lender, and that would be allowed. So the most of the, most of the time, what Yeshua Bracham, whether knowingly or not, 
uh, rely on when they're borrowing dollars from one another in Eretz Yisrael is that if they have some sort of dollar, either in you know in a coat pocket in uh, you know, wherever it is that could be uh, accessible, or even in a bank account, lechor that would be uh, that would be okay. What happened if you didn't have any one of these uh, kulos and uh, and you violated it? So for example, let's say you're going on a trip to London, so and you're living here in Israel and you knock on your neighbor's door who's British and you say, oh, could I borrow hundred pounds? And he says, sure, no problem. Here's hundred pounds. You have no pounds because you're let's say American Israeli, so you have no pounds. You you have no pounds. All you have is dollars and shkalim. So you actually lent it. You lent uh, you lent in pounds, and when you come back, you're giving him back. Uh, you want to give him back hundred pounds, and that's going to be uh, a violation. So here we saw that the Shulchan Aruch says that the, what happens in, in such situations is that if the price fluctuates, if it goes up and down, the lender always uh, always loses. So let's say, for example, it was an Israeli that was going to America, and you lent him, uh, you gave him dollars, and he didn't have any dollars. So if uh, let's say the going rate was three seventy, was was three point seven, and now it's at and now it's at four. So he pays you back three hundred and seventy shekel when you lent him hundred dollars. And let's say the price dropped uh, and it went down to uh, it went down to uh, to three point five. So then he can give you uh, he can he gives you hundred hundred dollars, uh, which is uh, three point five. And even though when you gave it to him it was worth three hundred and seventy shekel, uh, the lender is the one who always uh, who always loses that. We added one last. Um, Clarification when it comes to the hatter of Yeshlo. So again, as we described, that when it comes to the hatter of Yeshlo, the svara is that since the borrower, it's as if it, he since the borrower has some of the product, so it's as if it, that product that he has is linked to the lender. And when the price globally goes up or in that country goes up, it's viewed as if it goes up in the possession of the lender. And therefore, there's no ribis, right? Ribis is only when you're compensating for a loan. You're compensating for something that, that you, uh, that, that, uh, for the time value of money. But over here, it's viewed as if, uh, as if it went up in his possession. So what's going to be the halacha if the lova would never use the, if the lender would never use the, the product that's in the borrower's possessions. For example, let's say the lender only eats organic eggs and you are making, uh, you're the borrower and you're, you're making a cake and you have one egg and you need another three eggs. So you knock on the neighbor's door and you say, copies borrow three eggs. And he says, sure, I have organic eggs. Uh, you know, please buy me the cage for your organic eggs. So, and so you say, okay, this hatter would work because I have one egg. But he tells you, oh, I would never eat your regular, uh, your regular type eggs. I only eat the organic ones. So that would not work as the hatter of, uh, uh, of Yeshua. Similarly, if the prices are different, which would be the case here also, also wouldn't work as, uh, as Yeshua. So that was the, the first part. That was the finishing up of Salvasan. The next thing we discussed is the sigya of Ribis and Mugdemis and Ribis and Mucharis, which literally means early Ribis or post Ribis. So we saw that Midaraisa, so the Isra of Ribis, is only when it's agreed upon on a loan, and it's paid from the borrower to the lender, uh, that's when you have a biblical violation of, uh, of, of interest. However, Chazal came and they said that there's an Isser Dirabbanan of Ribbis when you pay before, before the loan, and even when you pay after the loan, it's paid back. Meaning any time that it looks like you're compensating, that you're giving a gift for the, for the, for the loan itself, which is the, def- the way that's called in the Gemara is Agar Natar, that you're, you're compensating the lender for the fact that the, his money was locked up by you, that's going to be uh, prohibited and that's going to be a rabbinic prohibition. So if I know that I want to borrow money from a wealthy individual and I start sending him gifts beforehand, uh, that's going to be usser for him to give me a loan because that's going to be Ribbis and Magdemis. Ribbis and Mucharis would be is that after I already got a loan from, uh, from a person and I paid him back the loan, I'm not allowed to start sending him, uh, to send him gifts. However, we have a very, uh, the, the details of these, this halacha is very fascinating. The, the, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins like the Rambam who says that even giving a small gift without saying anything before or after is going to be us. Why? Because it's obvious. Why, why are you suddenly giving him small gifts? 
obviously you're doing it for the loan itself. The Ramah passing is like the Torah and the Smag, who says that no, a small gift right before and right after, that's mutter, because that's not evident that you're giving it because of the, of the loan itself. If you give a big gift, so then that's as if you're saying, I gave, I'm giving you the gift for the, for the loan that, uh, that you gave me. And, and also, if, you have, if you're giving a small gift, which we said is mutter, if I write a letter and I say, by the way, here's a small gift because you lent me the money, of course, that's going to be us as well, because again, I'm showing, uh, I'm compensating the, the individual for the fact that his money was locked up uh, by me and the, and the, and the Shulchanar Paskin is that this Isser is an Isser of, uh, of a Vak Ribis, which is an Isser of To be so safe, uh, he clarifies, and he says that this Isser of giving a small gift, right, according to the Shulchanar, it's a small gift before and after, and according to the Ramah, uh, it's only a big gift, right, a sm- or, or a small gift where you explicitly, right, right or, you know, according to the Ramah, it's, it's either, it's, it's only a big gift that, that's Asar, and according to the Shulchanar, it's, uh, it's a small gift that's Asar, when, that, that's Asar when I give it, uh, when I give it to, when the borrower gives it to the, to the lender. So says the, says the Bisosid, he says, when does this Isser apply? It only applies when it's in close proximity to the loan. But if it's much after the loan, or much before the loan, of course there's no Isser, right? Does that I mean, because if not, what what ends up happening is that if you ever borrow money from someone, you can never give him a gift. According to Shulchan Aruch, not even a small one, right? And according to the Ramah, you wouldn't be able to give him a, a big gift, right? So obviously, says the Beisosiv, the whole Isra of the year of gifting the the borrower, gifting the malver before after the loan, it's only when it's in close proximity, and we're going to discuss what's close proximity. The Shach adds, and he says, and also this is based on the Shulchan Aruch. He says that if the borrower and the lender are friends and they constantly always, they're, they're neighbors and they're always lending and gifting things to one another. So that's, if it's in the realm of normalcy, that's also not going to be Asr before and after the loan. And it's also Mutter in the, during the loan itself. So if let's say you're friends with your neighbor, uh, your best friends, and you lent him $100 um, and, and, uh, and he didn't pay you back yet and you knock on his door and you say, hey, can I please borrow a pot? So he says, sure, no problem. Here, take my pot. Or you say, hey, can I borrow your car? I need to uh, run around the corner. And he says, sure, yeah, grab my car. So what ends up happening is that you lent him $100. He's going to pay you back $100. Plus he's giving you what? Usage of the car. Usage of the car, that's, uh, that is a lot of value, right? So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, uh, Bezat Hashem will discuss this in the future. Uh, and the Shach quotes is here. Uh, the Shach quotes this later on in Simon Kufsan Wabav. He says, that's not going to be an Isser of Ribis because again, these, these things that... Uh, that you, the lender, are when you borrow his car or when you're borrowing the pot in the pan, you're not paying it. He's, you're not being compensated. Meaning, he's not giving you that gift because your money's locked up by him. It's not because of the time value of money. Rather, the reason why he's giving it to you because you guys are friends, right? So people who are friends, they're allowed to still gift each other even when the loan is outstanding. For sure, they're allowed to gift each other after the loan uh, is already uh, is already paid back. However, the Shach quotes from Marshall and he says that if the, the lender and the borrower are are not friends, meaning they, they don't know each other really. Uh, and the lender and the borrower would never give each other uh, gifts. So here, everyone agrees that, that even giving a small gift, I mean, even the Ramah over here would agree that even giving a small gift would go, is going to be is going to be uh, is going to be asr. and the reason why it's going to be asr is because it's evident that it's for the that it's for the that it's for the the loan itself. So let's just uh, summarize very very briefly that there's what, what comes out from all of this is that there's three level of gifts. Okay, there's Level number one, um, and that's gifts and, and borrowing that the lender and the borrower will always do to one another, meaning they're friends. And since they're friends, you're, you're allowed to continue doing these gifts of, of gifting one another before and after the loan and, and even during the loan itself. That's going to be mother. Number two is, is, uh, is gifts that, that you would never give. Right? Whether it's a large gift that, that makes it obvious 
that you're giving it for the loan, or whether it's a, the, the lender and the borrower aren't friends at all, uh, and since they're not friends, even a small gift, it's evident that you're giving it for the loan itself, and that's also going to be us. So where is this machlokus of the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah that, that we say that, according to the Shulchan Aruch, giving a small gift next to the loan is Asr, and the Ramah says giving a small gift before and after the loan is going to be, is going to be Mutter. What, what case would that fall out? That would fall out to be on a case where you have a lender, a borrower, and a lender, and both of them are friendly, right? But they're, they're the type that sometimes give gifts, but they're not always giving gifts. So the Shulchan Aruch would say that in such a situation, if you're giving a gift, it looks like it's because of the, because of the, it looks like interest. But according to the Ramah, he says, no, if it's a small gift, it's going to be okay. But if it's a large gift, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Asr. How do we pass in Allah So most, uh, you would, right, the, the Sephardim again, with this, with this Machlokas between the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, so uh, even some Ashkenazim are machmir the Shulchan Aruch Rav and Rav Yashav say that it's best to be machmir like the like the Shulchan Aruch and that even a small gift before and after the loan is going to be Asr. However, Rav Vadi Yosef, the Brisi Huda, and other Ashkenazi poskim are mikol uh, when when it comes to a small gift like the Rama uh, before and after uh, the loan. And again, this is only going to be by uh, by uh, by people who are friendly with one another, but not like mamish friends that are always giving things to uh, to one another. So so uh, there's still two things that we need to. Um, need to understand and need to answer in order to fully uh, understand the suga is number one is how do we qualify a small gift if we said that according to the Ramah you're allowed to give a small gift so what what is the definition of a small gift and then number two we mentioned earlier that if much time has passed you're even allowed to give a lot of gifts so how do we define right what's the statute of limitations how do we define what's considered a lot of time has passed so with regards to a small gift we don't really have a clear uh, criteria uh, the Shach says that it, that it's it's subjective and uh, and it depends on the situation and 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 on and on each borrower and lender and therefore the rib is lower uh, lower halacha he passes the halacha lemaisa he says let's say you have a borrower and a lender and one of them is getting married or one of them is having a bris and the lender uh, and the borrower usually when whenever he has friends that that uh, get married he'll usually give a big gift uh, he'll give it to all of his friends so the halacha is he's allowed to give that gift uh, to to his lender who's getting married who has a simcha why because again. It's not viewed, when you're giving that gift to the lender, it's not viewed that you're giving it to him as compensation for the loan. You're giving it to him because that's what you always do when your friends have kids or when, you're, uh, when your friends get married. Uh, so that's the, that's what the definition of a small gift. We said it's all subjective and therefore even the kula it's subjective. That you're allowed to give a big gift uh, if it's clear that it's for something else. How do we define proximity to the loan? Where we said that within the loan, that if it's in close proximity to the loan, the Shulchan Aruch says it's, it's uh, Asr and a small gift is Asr and the Ramah says a small gift is, uh, is Mutter. And, and after, meaning after the loan has passed, even a big gift, the Chorah would be Mutter. Uh, so the Dark Ketshuva says, he's very mekel, says even one day. The Chachmas Adam says, Kamiyam, and the Milveh Hashem says 30 days. The Shevet Alevi, he comes with this, uh, with this Kiddush and he says as follows. He says that it really depends. He says, if you lent money to a person and uh, he paid you back and then you go out to eat and you schmooze with him about in and hair about other things maybe even some business dealing and a day had passed and then he gives you a gift so then you're allowed to accept it why because you already spoke to him about other things and a whole day has passed so therefore you're allowed to uh you're allowed to give him uh, you're allowed to give him a gift or even uh and even a large gift um and the reason is because it's not connected meaning as long as the as long as it's viewed that the gift that you're giving is connected to the to the lender 
So that's and 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 it's as compensation for the for the loan that he gave you. That that's what it's going to be. Uh, so let's review this with a few uh, everything that we did up until now. It's not complicated. Just with a with a few points. So like that, it's very uh, it's very clear. So again, from the top, Chazal say that ribis mukdemis and ribis mucharis is aser. Why? Because it looks like uh, it looks like interest when you're giving when you're lending when you're when you're giving money to the lender or gifts to the lender before the loan or after the loan. That looks like uh, like interest. Now everyone is going to agree on the following. Five principles, both the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, Ashkenazim and Sephardim, everyone agrees to the following principles. Number one is a large gift. Everyone agrees you're not allowed to give before and after because that's clear that you're giving it as a loan. Number two, um, a small gift that's given with a letter that you say, thank you so much for the loan that you give me, that also everyone's going to agree that it's Asr because it's evident that you're giving it as, you know, as compensation for the fact that the, that the gift that, that, that he gave you alone. Number three is that friends who are always, always gifting one another and always, uh, you know, friendly and lending things out to one another are allowed to continue doing so even during the loan. For sure, after the loan, uh, again, because these gifting is not considered agarnata, it's not compensation for the loan. Number four is that if you have a bar and a lender who are not friends and would normally not gift each other, so even the smallest gift is going to be viewed as ribbons because what are you giving this guy uh, a present for? Obviously, you're giving it because of the loan. Uh, and then number five is that if a lot of time has passed since, uh, passed since the loan, so then even giving a large gift is going to be, uh, is going to be uh, permitted. So, so all those are, and then what's a large gift? You saw either one day or, or, or a few days or 30 days or, or like the Shiva Talibi said. So all those things are agreed upon. Where do we have a machlokas? We have a machlokas when you have a bar and a lender who are acquaintances who are friendly with one another and sometimes they'll gift to one another. According to the Shulchan Aruch, even a small gift without saying, thing, without saying anything is going to be asr. According to the Ramah, a small gift with saying thank you for the loan that you gave me is asr. But a small gift without saying anything, a small gift bistam, that's going to be mutter. And a large gift uh, is always going to be asr, like we mentioned uh, like we mentioned before. So that is the, more or less the sigah of Ribis Mugdemes and, uh, and Ribis Mugdemes. Then the next thing we discussed is that if there's an isr to pay back interest before the loan, begins and even after the loan is paid, for sure there's going to be an ISR to pay extra as you're paying back the loan, right? At the moment that you're paying back the loan, for sure you're not allowed to give uh, extra and says the Shulchan Aruch, even if you're giving it as a, as a present because the whole hatter of Ribis Mucharis and Mugdamas according to the according to the to the Ramah is only when much time or, or some or as long as is only when some time has passed since the since the loan itself but if it's as you're paying back the loan you're also giving extra for sure that's going to be us and even if you're giving it as a gift so if I borrow $100 from you and then I pay you back and I say here's $100 for the for the loan thank you so much and by the way here's $5 as a gift uh, enjoy yourself nothing to do with the loan just Enjoy, here's the gift. For sure, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be Asr. However, the Ramah adds, and he says that there's a, a fascinating case. He says, if, that, if it's happening through a sale, through Mecca Chumemkar, so then it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be Mutter. So, so for example, what would happen if I go to the Machana Yehudashuk and I want to buy Garinim? So I give the guy 100 shekel and I say, here's, let's say it's Tuesday, and I say, here's 100 shekel for a kilo of Garinim and uh, please pay me back. Uh, please, I'm going to come collect it. I'm going to come collect the kilo of Garinim on Friday because I want them fresh. So then I come on Friday and he sees me and says, oh, I gave you a, a kilo point one, right? So 1.1 kilo. So says the show, so what's really happening over here? What's happening over here is that I lent him 100 shekel which is worth one kilo, and he's paying me back more, and he's paying me back at the time of the loan. 
at the time of payment back, he's paying back a kilo point one. Uh, says the Ramah, that's going to be mutter. Why is that going to be mutter? Because it's happening through an interaction. And since it's happening through an interaction, it looks like he's giving me a discount on the loan itself, uh, on, the, on the food itself, right? Instead of selling me, instead of selling me one kilo for a hundred shekel, he's selling me 1.1 kilo for a hundred shekel and he's giving me a discount on the, on the, on the food itself. However, says Rebbe Kivegar, if it's flipped the other way, meaning if I come on Friday and I say, hey, can I please have a kilo of galinim? And he says, here, sure, pay me back on Sunday. And then on Sunday I come and I say, here's 110 shekel, that's usher. Why? Because I really borrowed 100 shekel. And now when I'm paying him back 100, I'm not allowed to give him even 10 shekel as a gift because you're not allowed to pay back. When you're paying back a loan, that's a monetary loan, then you're not allowed to pay back with, uh, you're not allowed to pay back with, uh, with, with, with even if you, you're not allowed to pay back if you're gifting uh, at that moment as well. Meaning, if I pay back the, the 100 shekel, plus here's another gift of 10 shekel, that's going to, to be us. So why is this a very fascinating halacha? It's a very fascinating halacha because it, it, there's two very common cases that, that kind of uh, emerge from this uh, situation. That What happens if I borrow uh, money from you and I'm not sure if I borrow $10 or $20? So, so what do I do? On the one hand, if I give you $10 and really owe you $20, I don't want to... I don't want you to lose money, right? I, I owe you the money. But if I don't owe you the money, if I really only only $10, so now when I'm paying $20, $20 I'm really giving you $10 in interest. You're getting 100% interest. So, uh, so that, L'chore would seem, that's, uh, that, 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 so, so what do you do in such a situation? So comes the, the Prisuda, and he says, the best thing to do is as false, is that today I should give you $10, uh, and then tomorrow I give you another $10, and I say, this is compensate. This is, this is, in case I owe you really $20, here's another, here's another, uh, here's another $10. And the reason why it's best to break it apart. So like that, A, I'm not paying you at the time. I'm not giving you the quote-unquote, the, the potential ribis at the time when I'm paying back. Uh, number two, it would be considered mukhars. And says the Chachan, he says, why is this mutter? He says, the reason why this is going to be mutter is because it's clear that when I give you the, the last $10, meaning when I fill you up till to twenty dollars. I'm not giving that to you as compensation for the loan. Again, the whole isra of ribis is only when I'm compensating you for the fact that your money was locked up by me. But now when I'm giving you an extra ten dollars, right, at the end I'm not giving you the extra ten dollars because because uh, because I'm compensating you for the loan that you gave me. I'm giving you the extra ten dollars because I'm not sure if I actually owe you ten dollars or not. And that's why it's going to be a mutter. What happens in a very, very common case? And that is when I don't have exact change. So let's say I lent you ninety-eight dollars and you come with a hundred dollar bills and you say, Oh, can I please have two dollars? I'm sorry, I don't have two dollars. I don't have change. So you say, you know what? You can keep it. So says the Torah's ribbis, like we saw in the Shulchan Arch, if you say, keep the action, keep the change, that's very problematic because you're paying me back the $98 and at the same time, you're also giving me $2. You're giving me $2 and even if you say, yeah, or $2 as a gift, it's still usher. Why? Because that's what the Shulchan Arch paskins, it looks like ribbis. So what do you do in such a situation? It says the Torah's ribbis, it says the best thing to do is that for you to tell me um, for you to tell me uh, to give to give it to to give it to tzedakah. So here, this is not viewed as ribis because I'm working for you, right? You give me the ninety-eight dollars that you owe me, and you pay me back. Now there's two dollars that I really need to give you back. So you tell me, listen, I want you to now go be my shneach and, and give it uh, give it to a cause or give it to, to tzedakah wherever it is. So since I'm working for you um, and I'm giving your money as tzedakah, that's why it's not going to be considered uh, it's not going to be considered ribis. And it says that the the Torah service is the best way to avoid any potential problems is what we should do is that we should just agree now that those two dollars that whenever the next two dollars that I give to tzedakah, whether I remember or not, right? Because a lot of times what happens is, is is the is the lender is the borrower says you know what just give the extra two dollars to tzedakah and, I, and then the lender says sure no problem but then he forgets so it says the Torah service the best way to avoid that is that right now already agree and say the next two dollars that I would give to tzedakah whether I remember or not it's going to be your two dollars.